0: Wow, there we go. Made it. Cannabis Radio Live, everybody. Happy Tuesday, George. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay.
1: If anybody ever asks when I'm uh, when we're doing the show, if I'm not looking right into the camera right there, right <laughs> in front of me, I know I don't do that a lot because I just I'm always head down into this computer. It's the way you make me work, it's my work ethic for working for you for so long. You yeah,
0: yeah. George always has his 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 head buried face down. <laughs> it's all good uh again happy tuesday everybody uh my name is darren babin of course i'm joined by george ramita aka brasco on the radio and uh we are doing a little bit of cannabis radio live today we're going to talk a, a little bit about uh the, what what's happening uh out there the haps some of the in, insider industry gossip some of that uh we'll talk about uh, a little bit today um actually a little bit more than a little bit uh we're going to talk a lot about psychedelics yeah yeah said it psychedelics we're going to talk about psychedelics um we got a lot we're packing in to t- today george where are we starting off
1: yeah and we're talking about psychedelics it's mushrooms ketamine mdma yep. things like that but that's yep. coming up now yep. this week is the super bowl and you know it is a i do I'm assuming the LA Rams will win the Super Bowl this time around over the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> if anybody's going to ask about that, put your wagers down. Uh, one story that really got to me based on the Super Bowl uh, is that the NFL is going to spend now a million dollars to study whether cannabis products might help athletes, their athletes, manage pain better or recover from the effects from concussions. So the CTE stuff. And there's research teams now. And two different universities that will conduct two different studies. And this is coming out of 106 proposals that were done to make this happen. So it's not going to end the prohibition on players smoking weed. But the players are already saying it helps to, you know, alleviate pain after having a brutal game after playing 18 weeks in the year. So, like, that's at least the right step.
0: Move in the right direction.
1: And they should have done this a long time ago. I mean, but this is also sports altogether. You know, when we learn about you know certain athletic commissions, the UFC's always had this kind of thing about this where if anybody tests positive or any kind of drug testing, like when do they get rid of that out of the drug testing altogether? And say, Okay, this is an acceptable substance, just like prescriptions, anything else? Like, when are they gonna get to that point where sports doesn't have to worry about that anymore?
0: You don't have audio? Yeah, sure. Um, Okay you're just, perfect.
1: You're doing your miming act, which was really good for so far. Oh <laughs> it's all good
0: <laughs> No, I just think that right like there's perception right public perception and that drives ad dollars and ad dollars of course drives policy, believe it or not. And so yeah. I think until until there's something done with respect to you know, the the correlation between the two if the, if the two don't correlate, and there's not a need to, then um, then I think we can all go, go about our merry way. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, other story I wanted to bring up too is, and this is part, I mean, we talked to the CEO of Leafly a while back during the MG Biz coverage uh, back in October, and they're now going to go public. That's a pretty big company for what the level they've done. Even when we first got into the space, we knew what the size and scope of what a company like Leafly was. And now this online cannabis marketplace they're going to be part public through a special purpose acquisition company or SPAC merger
0: SPAC yeah. and
1: now they're going to be under the ticker name LFLY and i haven't seen when the when they're going to be set into that but that's coming up it's that's crazy they're going to be on the nasdaq as they are now officially on the nasdaq under that ticker
0: that's crazy
1: you know, did you know they get about 125 million, 125 million users every year to their
0: site? That's astounding. Is that, that that also takes into consideration the app visits, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's it's unbelievable.
1: A, it's another one of those things where you're seeing cannabis companies, they're trying to find their way in. If they're going to go through Canada to get listed there to the Canadian Securities Exchange or get into NASDAQ. But again, it's all this positioning, getting ready to be where they need to be. And they can do that as a company where they're not handling the product. They're just talking about it. They're just reporting on it. It's a big deal. And, you know, before that, you know, they raised money over the last couple of years. They raised $23 million of new funding, $38 million total. And now they're going to go public and let everybody in on it. I mean, do you feel like there's a good idea where they're going to get to this? Where, I mean, is it, it... of all these other companies that are coming in I'm curious as to Who's going to get involved in it And how much money it can make Is it worth to be be a part of that And invest it now Like on the outside looking in Now you don't have to be a venture capitalist Would you put money into this right now Is there a lot of room to grow
0: Yeah I think I'm having You got me I there
1: I'm going to just keep going through But I see it back now okay. I was asking about do you give investments ourselves? Not much because the stock has been crap. Same thing with Bitcoin and crypto. But is Leafy something you would keep an eye on to invest? Is there a I, lot I, of room I, for growth? Or? Yeah, I,
0: I absolutely would uh, because you know, look, I think I think they've uh, they've demonstrated uh, their position in the market. Uh, they've diversified uh, incredibly, and um, you know, they've they've they have proven leadership. And um, I, I think beyond a question, uh, they're going to be here uh, in another five, ten years, right? Yeah. Uh, so I absolutely, you know, of course, that's just my opinion. You know, w- would I? Sure, I would. Uh, of course, you know, I would recommend you do your own research before you ever invest dollar one.
1: <laughs> yeah, any investments involve risk. Uh, yep. with
0: that. Yep. The
1: other thing I wanted to bring up, this was great. So, you know, when you see, you know, we have casinos down here yep. in South Florida. So all the Seminole tribes, they have their spots. And what do they have? They have a lot of tobacco places. Well, now you got a tribe to decide, let's go with cannabis. They opened up their own marijuana dispensary near a casino in Fresno, California. The Picayune Rancheria of the Chukchansi Chuk, Indians. Oh, they man. now, oh, that's a yeah, that's a Scrabble word right there. So now you can see the sign, and you can see it's it says Tribal Nation Flower Company Indigenous Cannabis, and you can look at it right off the highway. It's near Yosemite National Park, and yeah, it just opened near the Chauncey Gold Resort and Casino. How about that, man? You get to go ahead and grab a you know a couple of uh, pre rolls before you go ahead and get in there and hit the slots
0: or okay, play so, blackjack, right? But, but you know, I, I'm just gonna say, finally, only because <laughs> everybody knows people smoke weed when they go to to the you know to the Indian casinos. Uh, I mean, it just happens. Uh, I, I can tell you, I don't know how many conversations that we've had. With yeah. respect to doing something in partnership with a number of the tribes, whether it you know be from California uh, to Arizona, you know and beyond, um, you know the tribes have been having the conversation about cannabis. The tribes are all worried about one thing, and that's losing their gambling licenses, right? uh yeah. federal government coming in and, and stepping on their neck with respect to, to gaming licenses so and imagine you know, the tax relief you get
1: if you're going to the reservations to go yeah. buy how much you're going to save
0: yeah so at some point in time yes they're they're going to step up and you know i think i think i think all this is going to start to collide at once you know i think some of this with the the, the safe banking which, yay, it, you know, got through the, the House last week. Now we just need to get it through the Senate. Yep. No, <laughs> no, Exactly. So there's right. a things
1: going on, right? And there's a few other things we could talk about, but um, we're going to go into the, the spotlight tonight because we know that Pennsylvania is now starting to talk about cannabis legalization. At least we're talking about it. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of other things that we could bring up, but I want to go ahead and bring up a story that will tie into our featured topic today. And that is where... We talked about psychedelics at the top of the show and they yep. put a story out saying, should marijuana extractors consider the mushroom market? Well, psychedelics, let's just call it that. So they're saying that the future is on the radar. That's why we're looking at it. That's why we have interviews about it. And, you know, they see there's policy changes that are empowering extractors to develop, you know, live resins, rosin, solventless or distilled hash and CBD oil, and the same thing we can get done with psilocybin or mushrooms. And that the, the the value of this would be by 2027 almost seven billion dollars. So again, another big piece. And if you're doing cannabis, you're owning the same kind of uh, subset as mushrooms or or as uh, psychedelics. So why not? That's why there was an event you went to down in South uh, down in the Miami area this weekend, Darren. Yeah. Canadelic. So Canadelic. the folks over there, shout out to all of them. You went to that show. What did you find out?
0: So look, Cannondalek was 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 pretty cool. Um, I I can tell you that uh, Brandy and I showed up, um, and right away I I, I got to tell you it was like the red carpet got rolled out. You know, a big thank you to uh, Pete Sessa uh, and his beautiful wife Colleen. Let me tell you, that couple they kicked butt over the weekend. Um, it was a large event uh, that was well attended um, really good education really really good education uh, on on a variety of subject matters and they kind of split things down the middle right you had your uh, you you had your um, your cannabis track of education and then you had your psychedelics and so um, It was interesting because, you know, when you walked onto the trade show floor, straight away, um, you know, right at the front was, you know, Michael Pollan, you know, uh, you know, his book was there, New Life. Um, And and there's this whole movement uh, now that you're seeing pop up across the country, especially here in in Florida, um, is the ketamine clinics george have have you looked at the ketamine clinics at all
1: no this is news to me i i haven't really gotten a a grasp of how people are able to get their access to it it, what the legal uh, allowances are like what what is it right now if people wanted to go ahead and find out for themselves get their hands on it
0: so if you want yeah if you want to like so first let's lay some premise all right so uh, you know, for those wondering, oh my God! Like you know, I I remember you know back when I was you know my youth and uh, South Beach, and I I end up in the K hole. You know, this is nothing like ending up in a K hole like that. Um, you know, legitimately, um, this is uh, this is a therapy that um, that doctors will prescribe at a clinic right now it is a specific clinic uh, that um when you meet with a doctor they're they're there to help you address certain things right certain traumas in your life uh whether or not you ptsd uh depression uh you know uh, addictions uh, you know you name it um if if there's those types of traumas that you're trying to deal with and and get through um, that's what this is for. And so, um, interestingly enough, uh, you know, these clinics, uh, they do it a variety of different ways and, and it can be very, very costly. Um, you know, some of them, uh, they'll do like group therapy, part of it, uh, and group reintegration, um, so that they can cut down on the cost of you know the the people that are treating you know what have you um but you're still looking at like you know thirteen hundred dollars for six sessions roughly give or take right yeah uh, if you're doing a group style um now it, it is interesting you know what what is the therapy uh in essence it is an intramuscular uh and are sometimes lozenge um that um that you take and it is this ketamine treatment and it is described like, um, an hour long, um, if, if anybody watching this has ever experienced, uh, DMT, uh, a DMT journey, uh, which is dimethyltryptyline Um, it is, uh, it is a deeply, it's a disassociative. Um, and so, it is transformative for people um you know i know that there you know this one gentleman that uh, owns a clinic he was an addict before he was an addict he is no longer an addict <laughs> wow uh, right um by uh, going through some of these ketamine treatments so um you know it, it's this is not for everybody um but for folks that you know, have been looking for something, you know, uh, different. You know, um, with respect to trying to treat some of these things, uh, this is this is something that is getting a lot of attention, uh, and uh, is from the business perspective, is popping up everywhere. And, right. and tell you tell you about that more in just a second. Now,
1: real quickly, uh, on blunt business, back right around the New Year's. I went ahead and did a a think about what's next for cannabis in 2022. And I talk about the disruptors in the cannabis industry and psychedelics was one of them. I want to just take you just talk about the therapies, but I want to talk about the level of therapeutic uh, therapeutic treatments that can be done for this and what has been done so far in studies of it. So already they said so far that there have been studies of MDMA, ketamine, psilocybin, mushrooms. They're showing that now nature medicine, they published results. And it was the most advanced trial of psychedelic therapy to date. Phase three trials. It was for PTSD. 88% of participants, they experienced a clinically significant reduction in symptoms. And 67% no longer met criteria to be diagnosed with PTSD. Cleared it. Cleared it. And then others said that MDMA-assisted therapy helped them to address the root cause of their trauma for the first time and there's things like depression anxiety addiction and other mental illnesses that are showing promise because of psychedelics
0: that's why would you unreal. want to be a part of that well and that's the thing um you know from a business perspective the you know these clinics are popping up everywhere a- and like i can give you a sample of a journey that uh, that these clinics have taken, and this is yep. pretty remarkable. I know, uh, I won't say the name of the company, um, uh, Brasco, You you know this you know this gentleman, um, sure. out of Arizona, uh, had medical marijuana clinics that um, that when COVID hit, turned those medical marijuana. Certification clinics into COVID testing clinics, yeah. And now that recreational is being passed <laughs> everywhere, right? Those COVID clinics are now being converted into ketamine clinics. <laughs> why? Why? I'll tell you why. Because behind the scenes, uh, what's going on are these rigorous studies on mdma and psilocybin uh and they are expected uh, to move out of phase three trials or move into i believe it's move into phase three trials pardon me uh move yeah. into phase three trials which is huge and once it moves out right so the anticipation for mdma to be able to be used uh prescribed by a doctor like it used to be by by the way um, but currently um to be prescribed by a doctor for treatment like ketamine in a ketamine clinic this they expect MDMA to be able to be prescribed in two years time wow. right you'd have to do it in a clinic uh under supervision with the doctor Hmm. right go get your role on at the doctor's office i guess uh they used to use this for for um for marriage counseling right marriage therapy That's nothing new uh did you did you know that
1: no but i've never been close to marriage in my life i would never do that just <laughs>
0: well, so the deal is, is it basically removes the filter husband yeah. and wife can talk without filter and they they have the ears to hear each other uh and they don't they don't get offended There's not all this anger and um, and it either works or, you know or or when you get done you're like you truly know you're not meant to be with one another <laughs> but <laughs> just throw that out there but so mdma two years uh and, and that is is the uh, estimated time for the fda to to grant that that green light working you know w- with the the DEA and then three years for psilocybin and that's that is the big one uh there are so many people right now in Canada um in Canada psilocybin uh is legal they're they're working um with psilocybin in uh, in Canada and um you know the things that they are doing I I I talked with a company uh at the um uh canadelic show this weekend in miami yeah and uh this one company is isolating uh a molecule out of lion's mane right if you don't know what lion's mane is lion lion's mane is a type of of gourmet mushroom and they're discovering that the benefits of lion's mane mushrooms is baffling it's just baffling what it does for um uh you know cognition uh and um uh, um plasticity in the brain uh neuroplasticity and so they are isolating this uh this molecule in uh lion's made and they're looking to take psilocybin and blend that yeah and imagine what the impacts they are anticipating would have uh based on the current psilocybin studies that are happening with maps and what have you um you know dr sue sicily you know uh she's been working with maps over there and rick doblin that whole team just uh, an amazing team uh, yeah. that is just spearheaded um the whole mdma psychedelic you know uh movement and so um, you know, the study side of things, and I, I gotta tell you, I just kudos to, to all their hard work. And it, I gotta, what I'm seeing right now is the birth of a whole nother industry, uh, and it's tucking itself under the wing of cannabis as we speak, right? So, Hence what are we gonna look at down the line? I mean, the question is, what do
1: you think we're gonna see this turn into? I mean, when we get to this, um, I mean, we're going to see the same kind of infrastructure like we did back in the day of uh, when cannabis first started with you know there it's not necessarily dispensaries it's going to be in a medical setting and you're going to have treatment centers will the medical marijuana treatment centers be dispensing those products
0: well so that's a great question um you know honestly i don't know whether or not you're going to see i I would i would anticipate that that you will because the packaging you know let's just say that that you know at this event there were they were selling you know uh mushroom uh infused chocolate bars uh and and don't get carried away right they were gourmet mushrooms (laughs) uh um, and and but you have to know Uh, the point at which, um, it's decriminalized or legalized, what have you, uh, and someone can, can put medicinal mushrooms in that chocolate bar. They're gonna, they're absolutely gonna, um, you know, and, and I I mean, you're going to see every type of gourmet, uh, chocolate product, um, with mushrooms you can imagine. You're going to see every other type of, you know, whether you know capsules and blends with lion's mane turkey tail um you know and this type of psilocybin you know uh mushrooms versus malabar mushrooms right like it's it's all it is going to become a whole nother industry uh and and the craft side of it that you see recreationally that that is going to be present uh, eventually but what is going to roll first here in the united states is absolutely the research side of it uh because it is beyond question that the effects um that a person has with respect to uh, psychedelics to help treat past traumas is profound it is absolutely profound. So, uh, I, I would tell you that if you've noticed an uptick of uh, the psychedelics popping up on your radar, uh, you know, in watching uh, cannabis news, yep. there's a reason for that. that We're going to keep an eye on it.
1: We're going to definitely keep an eye on it right here and on Ooh. cannabis radio in general and see what's happening with all that. It's fascinating. And I, I can only imagine where we go from here. I mean, this is only the second show you already gone to this year based on psychedelics that you visited at. Yep. And, you know, there's a way for, I think, where both industries can be hand in hand. That's what I think is going to come out. That's to me anyway. A uh, few other things I want to just wrap up before we can uh, wrap things up. First of all, I want to thank those who commented on last week's show. And for those that keep, continue to watch the program, keep letting people know, get the word of mouth out there know they can go and find us and also there's an audio version that we put up on our website as well and wherever you find podcasts if you want to catch it that way you can do that besides where you find this program wherever you watch it a uh, couple of shows i want to just make sure to point out that we've already published on the website uh, days that infuse uh jamie evans who has been a pretty much a regular on the program the herb psalm or sommelier she's written a couple of books and now she came on this week to talk about C. It's a not, first non-alcoholic cannabis-infused sparkling wine honoring French-inspired wine blends. So that kind of route. And then Richard's Wiki on the Green Peak talked to an industry consultant and consumer goods executive, Alicia Ratliff, who works with Victus Consulting Ventures, talked a lot about areas in the areas of consumer goods and the supply chain. Good episodes to go and check out.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, we've we've slid through another week. <laughs> we survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're new at we're new at this. We're a little rusty. We're trying to get the rust worked out a little format down. But you know what? We figure you know you guys can go along for the ride with us while we uh, yeah. while we get our sea legs under us. So we appreciate you tuning in and uh, checking out this this week's edition of cannabis radio live and of course as george mentioned if you are listening to this uh on on your uh mobile device in your car uh, on a train on a plane we thank you for downloading and subscribing make sure you share this with a friend we'll see you guys next week right here cannabis radio live thanks everybody